Hey family, this is James Taylor, lead pastor of the Heavenly Vision Church, where it is our vision to reach, save, strengthen, and mature. I'm glad you could tune in to this podcast today. I pray that the word will be a blessing to you and help you move towards God's will. Um, I don't want us to leave out of this season without us being able to track properly what God has said and then what we do about it. Because um, when, when Samuel was born, the prophet Eli and his wicked sons were in charge. The Bible says uh, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Uh, and that was because God had grown tired of speaking to a people and they not responding to him. He kept giving them words after words. Look. I mean, you, you got you got to look. I mean, there I mean, there were a myriad of instruction given by the Holy Spirit. And Israel, uh, they didn't heed it. They go to the time of judges, prophets, 12, 12 prophets. If you look in your Bible, there are 12 prophetic books. Notwithstanding what I consider to be a continuation of Jeremiah, which is Lamentations, which is in essence the Lamentation of Jeremiah. Twelve prophetic writings. And then when you get to Malachi, God is so tired of the people being spoken to and not responding. He silenced himself for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years he silenced himself. And then when he begins to speak in the earth again, before he speaks to Mary, he speaks to Elizabeth and Zacharias. And so when he speaks to them concerning their child, they're excited. Okay, we got another priest. <laughs> we got another priest. And he goes on to say, He's not going to be a priest. The tradition was Zacharias will name him Bar Zacharias. He's the son of Zacharias. He's going to follow in the lineage of the, of the priesthood. God says no. When he decides to talk again to the earth, he says no. His name is going to be John and he's going to be a prophet. And he's going to prepare the way for the Lord. I believe the reason why God is speaking all of this prophetic utterance into heavenly vision, why there are these prophetic downloads. Uh, I've been blessed to have more conversations on my couch with men and women of this congregation in this season of my life than ever before. And what I hear in everybody's voice is this transition and this change. Like after this season, for the majority, if not all of us, nothing is going to be the same. And so I would be remiss if I got up here and preached to you another good sermon, or if I got, had any one of these amazing men and women. We got hitters in Heavenly Vision. Hey Amen. We got, we, I, you know, it's folks standing on the doors, folks standing on the keys. I mean, listen, any one of these folks can kill us with the scripture. Mr. Rodney got off the keys last Sunday and just hurt us. But that ain't good enough because after we shut down this building and we go home, you still got to wrestle with what God said. And I'm going to say this while I'm here because I'm getting ready to open the floor because this is what I'm, this is what's going, today going to be like. Danny, I'm just, listen, I'm so glad you said yes to God. I'm serious, bro. Like your, your yes saved your life. And so I encourage you, man, just keep walking. That's why you're walking now when they, they, they feel like you shouldn't be walking yet. But you're walking. And you just keep walking toward him. So like you, had every, you had every right and prerogative to go back to the life you've been living. But your yes to God? Now here's the thing. Yes, your yes made the enemy mad and that's why he did his best to kill you. 
but the reality is he did not win. And Danny may be one of the most physical representations, but the enemy been trying to take you out too. And you ought to just stop for a moment and thank God that you're still here. And so I'm, I'm going to read something to you. And then we're going to open the floor. I, and here's what I don't want no mini sermons. Because if I'm not preaching, you can't either. Okay? All right? Just, I'm just in the ground rules. Amen. Tabitha's quick on the trigger figure of the mute button. So we're already good. So don't, don't, don't get funny. Um, but no, but seriously, listen to me. I want us to begin to track together. And so I'm, I'm, we, it's, it's, like, it's like we're here or we're at camp, whatever, you know. Like we're just going to sit at the altar and we're going to talk with each other for a few min- minutes. Amen? And I'm going to let you go and, and I want you to go home and, and I'll go to your restaurant or go wherever you're going to eat. And, and even at, when you break bread, I want you to keep the conversation going. Because everything we do from this point, because we've heard the word, everything we do matters. None of you are ignorant. None of you can say, I didn't hear. Wow. James, I don't even know what made you go in, but I'm telling you, you going all in is going to turn the tide for your whole family. I, it's as if I, 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 this is the best way I can see it. This is the best way I can see it. It was almost like your decision to go in broke a pinata over your head. It's like you've been hitting it and, and every, and like you've been hitting it from every angle. What you've been wanting the God to do for you and for your family, it's like you've been hitting it from every angle. But it was like when you decided to go all in, not prompted, I don't even, I don't know what the prompting was, but when you decided to do that, it's, it's like I, it's like I seen just like a, like a, I can't say it no other way, like a divine pinata falling over your head. And here's the cold part, James, ain't nobody else around to pick it up but you. So I'm going to read this and I want you to begin to consider everything that you've been hearing the last couple of weeks. And if you have any questions, something you need some clarity on, this is the moment. This is the moment. Usually we do this on Tuesday nights, but I can't wait till Tuesday. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't got no more Tuesdays. <laughs> so all I got is today. Um, what I'm going to read to you is Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. And I want to read the 32nd through the 36th verse. I'm not preaching this. I'm, this is setting context for our conversation. Now, I'm reading it to you. Proverbs chapter 8, starting at verse 32. I'm going to read this to you out of the voice Bible. And for those of you who know me, you know I don't, I don't really preach out of Bibles that are not uh, formal translations. <laughs> they're, they're not formally equivalent. All my school of ministry students, they know what a formal equivalent is. Um, I only generally preach out of formal equivalent Bibles, but as I was, as the Holy Spirit led this to me, this version, the way that this, the, the writers of the Voice Bible, uh, and it's by Thomas Publishing, the Voice Bible, the way it wrote it, I just want to read it to you so it set context for this conversation. If you got a question, start framing it in your heart right now. There's going to be a mic on this side, mic on that side. There'll be a mic here. Amen. Our pastors are ready uh, with the mics. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 32 so now listen to me my children those who live by my ways will find true happiness pay attention to my guidance dare to be wise and do not disregard my teachings the one who listens to me who carefully seeks me in everyday things and delays action until my way is apparent, that one will find true happiness. 35. For when he recognizes and follows me, he finds a peaceful and satisfying life and receives favor from the eternal. 36. It's the last verse. But heed my warning. The one who goes against me will only hurt himself. For all who despise me 
are playing with fire and courting death. So whether, whether it was at Prophet Janice's house or on the first or in that conversation that you all have been having or in one of the sermons that just like pierced your spirit, uh, if there's something that, that, that you need clarity on or something that you, that, that you just you, you want to put in the room that needs to be heard and needs to be, needs to be addressed, uh, I want to give you I want to give you privilege to do so. I know I got to cut off time. I know when I'm going to stop. But but I want to I want to make sure that we're in the room together. And, and don't be silent too long because, you know, I got plenty of content. But I want to I want to I, I want us to begin to track if it's Tuesday night. You know, Pastor Fisher said this. Dr. Fisher said this. I'm, I'm, what does this mean? How do we do this? Whatever you 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 have you have the space to ask your questions and. If, especially if Holy Spirit is prompting you to say something, you got to because you got to know he's prompting you to say it, not just for yourself, but for somebody else in the room. Okay? Because this is not just, you know, I'm not just a prophetic pastor. We don't have just a prophetic pastoral team. This is a prophetic house. God is leading us into a prophetic apostolic grace that, that we don't even know of yet. So... The floor is open. What are you what, what are what are you hearing? What are you hearing from Holy Spirit? What do you have questions about? What are you wrestling with? I know this is weird, but Dee, what was what was the question you asked me in the briefing? Um, the question I asked is how do we get so many prophetic words? Um, and we hoop, holler, and scream when we hear a word, but it's actually a warning. So how do we, just like um, Prophetess Janice, Janice said at her house, it's a year to, the rest of these couple of weeks is to detox, but how do we hold on to the warning and not just get so caught up in this word on Tuesday and forget about it next week? So, so for me, I, I believe that we have to get past the emotive um, reaction and dig deeper to the spiritual response because every, everything that God says in, in, any, in any setting immediately we're going to have an emotive response to it our emotions are going to, going to shout we're going to, we're going to shout, we're going to you know, scream, whatever fall out, but after that there is a real tangible response that God is looking for um, when 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 Jonah goes to Nineveh and he says, hey, God is going to burn you all with fire. Fire is coming. You're going to get burned down. And in some translations, Jonah says, and I'm glad he's doing it. The Bible says that the king of Nineveh, it's in the book of Jonah, the Bible says the king of Nineveh, he, now this is a pagan kingdom. He says, I'm calling a national fast. Everybody's going to fast. The babies are going to fast. The cows are going to fast. Everybody's going to fast. So after the shock of, I'm going to burn your kingdom down, he says, here's my response. I'm going to fast. I, he didn't know if God was going to stop or not. But he said, I got to try something. I heard the Israelites fast, so I'm going to do it. And I'm going to command all my people to do it. The Bible says that God sent another word to Noah, I mean, excuse me, to Jonah, and says, I'm going to relent. The king stopped imminent destruction from coming to his whole kingdom because of how he responded to the word. And then here's, and especially for you household leaders, let me, let me tell you something. If you hear a word and it's for you and, and, you, and you the head of your house, that word just became for everybody that eat off you. Wow. Make sense? Wow. So that's not just your word, that's their word. Because if, if the flow of grace stopped to your life, they ain't got nothing anyway. So that's what we do. We, you know, after, after we have the emotive response, what did, if the instruction is not in the warning, then we got to go to what we know. Jesus says some things only come out by fasting and praying. 
And so if you don't know what else to do, you better f turn down your plate, turn down the things that, it, that, that entice you and, and, you know, entreat your flesh and seek God and wait to hear, hear him say something different. So that's how we deal with the warning. We respond. If the, if the warning that I'm referring to is that we're a prophetic house. We've gotten so many warnings for the year of 2019. Looking back on journals that I've read, written down the warnings, like, and we do church. And so it's not so much what do we do with the warning. For me, I'm asking this as a general question as far as do we understand the wrath of God? And that's more so an internal question, not so much to ask and everybody answer. But it just as Dr. Fisher came, you came, Mama Johnson came, called all this stuff out. And we hear these great words. We send in a great teaching. But what's in our hearts that's shifting so that we can be obedient people? We talk about a transition that's happening. He spoke on Tuesday. 30 days, you're going to die. Everybody, hallelujah. Okay, what are we doing? Yeah, that ain't a hallelujah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No hallelujah to that. But we get so desensitized. And so that's why I'm saying is as what would you give for those who are in a place that we hear this good word and you're desensitized to the warning? We're going into a new era. Not too many people, you just said it. We get so much good word, but our hearts are not shifted. And whether it is, we come Sunday after Sunday, but is it just by choice or religion? And so that's my question I'm opposing. We have to do something different. We said the same thing in 2018, 2019. Here we are, 2020. Transition, change, but what's going to change within so that we can really see what God is doing? Yeah, I want to speak to that frustration because some of us may have the frustration of why they don't get it yet. Um, you got you to let that go because that can build up all in your heart and then you can be on that Moses stuff. We preached that last month, right? Wow. And you start smoting <laughs> the rock, right? You start hitting the rock. So, so let, me, let me relieve you from that by using the remedy of the prophet Elijah. Gehazi is standing on the hillside. The, the king has sent all of his marauders to kill the prophet because they don't want to hear the prophetic word anymore. Gehazi, who's with the man of God, he's with the prophet. He's like running like, Master, what are we going to do? They're trying to kill us. What are we going to do? He's, he's frantic. Elijah says, uh, he, he doesn't challenge him. He don't say, boy, what's your problem? He, he, don't, he don't get mad. He don't trip. And, I, and let me just pause here and rebuke the spirit of frustration out of the room. I rebuke every frustration. Your frustration with anybody's lack of mobility or your own. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You have to begin to pray the prayer that Elijah prays over Gehazi. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Elder and I prayed this morning. Elder and I prayed this morning, and she said, uh, you mind if I say it? Okay, so she said, Bishop, I need, you to, I need you to pray with me that those in my life that, that can't hear me anymore, that God will send witnesses. Can I be honest? Some folk don't want to hear you no more. You saying good stuff. You telling the truth. But if they dull a hearing, or if they just dull a hearing you, right. why are you wasting your voice? So you just you you just call heaven in the room. Lord, this your son. This your daughter. Yeah. You control they I you can stop your grace to they you can stop the flow of grace to their life right now and they fall on the flow. So you speak to him or send somebody else. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Because if you need the slumber nor sleep, ain't no need of both of us staying up all night. <laughs> Come on, breathe. Lord, open their eyes. Lord, send witness. Come on, we're in it now. Talk to me. Question, y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. Go ahead. Like, what do we do with all the stuff we've been hearing? Um, we hear prophetic word, and sometimes our life now does not reflect what has been stated. 
and we don't know the steps of how to get from where we are now to the promise or the manifestation. And, and sometimes uh, it can be discouraging when it doesn't look uh, promising or maybe we don't even have the tools to get there. Can we speak to that middle ground, that, that place in between um, prophetic and promise? Yeah, so um, sometimes we have to, not, not most, not sometimes, most times, all the time, we have to realize that, number one, uh, a word, God will only send word to us according to our measure of faith. So, so first of all, God wouldn't have said anything that you didn't have the, the, the faith IQ to comprehend. What we have to do, and I just prayed it, and I, and I want to pray it again, we have, to, we have to rebuke frustration. Because you wouldn't have received the word in faith if you didn't believe it was going to happen. But what happens between declaration and manifestation is that frustration sets in. Because the timing is not what you desire. And so not only do you have to rebuke frustration, but you also got to rebuke. Okay. You got to rebuke your idolatry. Because it's idolatrous for you to think that God is going to do it when you want it done. Opposed to when his timing dictates it being done. So in actuality, we're, we're, in actuality, we're not waiting. In actuality, we're progressing toward the, 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 the Bible says that, the, that the, the earth groans and waits for the manifestation of the sons in, of God. And so the, the, it's already set in place. And so we just have to process through to get to where God has called us to. And so our frustration and our waiting sometimes prolongs the manifestation. Because instead of, instead of just walking through the process, we're like, God, why, why hasn't it happened yet? Why hasn't it happened yet? I'm frustrated that it hasn't happened. I'm looking at somebody else. Pause. Stop looking at other people. Like, your time ain't they time. Yeah. And so that, we, 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 we can gain patience in that by recognizing that, as, as the scripture says, patience has to have its perfect work in us. Some of us, we haven't got the manifestation because we're not patient enough to even handle it when we get it. The patience that we gain waiting for it is the patience that we need to manicure. Wow, that's it, man. The patience we gain waiting for. So that's, so that's, that's really where it is. Like, you just, you just got to press on in faith. Like, like, this is, I know this is what God has called me to do. And so every step I take is moving me toward it. This step is not it, but it's moving me toward it. So you literally got to you got to affix your promise to every step of the process. Don't miss what I just said. Yes, sir. You have to affix your promise to every step of the process. You got to you got to see it every day. You got you got to like literally manicure that in your head. Like, I'm closer to it yesterday than I was the day before. Yeah, and be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap the harvest of blessings if it faint not. Like, I think our praise would be different if we really believed that it was already done. Shameless plug. Download it on SoundCloud right now. <laughs> it's already done live. It's on there. We'll do a studio version later. Uh, but listen, like, I know we sing it, but like, how would, how would our prayer life change if we really believed that it was already done? Like your whole prayer life would change if you knew that it's meeting me. Like you ever, you ever like on your way to meet somebody at the store, or I mean, at the restaurant or something like that, especially if somebody that you know is going to pay. <laughs> like you'd you be on your way with joy, like, all right, free meal. Now you don't see, you don't see their journey to the restaurant. You only see yours. But your journey is, is, is impacted and is joyful because you know who you're going to meet. 
the, the reality is some of us, we lose sight of Jesus in the process. We would not be such, I mean, we, we wouldn't be so, so crappy of individuals waiting for the manifestation if we just had a glimpse of the Jesus we were on our way to meet. Like, you do know he, he, he going to meet you, right? But you pissing and moaning about, you know, so, I'm, so, you know uh, I mean, I'm preaching. I mean, I'm preaching. So, you I mean, you doing all of this, you know, like, oh, God, I can't, you know, what? Uh, he like, fool, just get to the destination. I'm already there. Come on, hurry up. You sitting here dallying in disobedience, and you going backwards, and you, you know, picking up vices that you used to do, but you stopped doing, but you picked up because you're nervous about it not happening yet. which only delays it because now he got to detox you again so that you don't contaminate your destiny. Everything you eat that he didn't tell you to eat, everything you drink, he didn't tell you to drink, you smoke, he didn't tell you to smoke, every conversation you engage in or solicitation you, you receive that he did not tell you to do, it, I can't even give a time marker, but it, it necessarily delays manifestation because he can't afford for you to detox your destiny or, or to, 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 to toxify your destiny. So if you do something, he's going to add the time of your detox on your waiting. So it, it could have been this year, wow. but you picked that stuff up again. And so now he got to detox you. So maybe we'll try again in March. Hands. Y'all just going to be silent on me, huh? <laughs> I got one. Rodney Howard, you got a mic, so I guess you I can. got a mic. Amen. So I have a couple questions. I guess I'll ask one, maybe ask another later. But one is some people like me, like growing up earlier, I would always, even growing maturely in, in the spirit, just would always hope that when the prophet came that he would say something specifically to you and that whole thing and, and miss sometimes the, the global or the corporate word that the prophet might have to speak to everybody. So how do you reconcile not feeling like you heard something directly to you like this moment where you're called out from the crowd and still gain or still you know have to go back and receive what the prophet may have spoke to everybody else okay. that included you you know yeah well i mean the first thing we got to deal with is we got to recognize that it's not a badge of honor to be called out in the prophetic ministry uh, to be called out in the prophetic, when, when dynamic, or you call that dynamic ministry, uh, a word of a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge, is going forth, and somebody's name is called out, they're pulled out. Um, that is that is because God has chose them to make an example of them, and to make their testing public. <laughs> so if if dynamic ministry is going on. Prophet, the prophet points out somebody say, okay, you know, such and such and such. The Danny's in the room. Amen. So, like, we prophesied to Danny. Oh, man. Said, Lord, the enemy's trying to take your life, but it won't work. Now, we shouted and praised God. was like, amen, great. But he had to go through being shot. Right. You know? Yeah. And it was, and it's, it, ain't, it ain't private. And so... First of all, that means, so, so I mean, if, if anything, when somebody gets called out, you, you shouldn't have the thought of, why not me? You should have thought, ooh, bless them, Lord, because whatever, whatever is getting ready to happen in life is going to be public. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so, so the first thing is we should, we, shouldn't, we should not desire that. We shouldn't look for it. I mean, I'm not saying to you, like, Lord, look away from me. But, you know, we shouldn't look for the, the dynamic prophetic ministry to come to us unless we're ready to be publicized. Yeah. But the second thing is the corporate word that he sends to the house, that means that everybody has implications in that. So what, 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 what 
uh, Prophet Janice has spoken, what, what I have spoken, what, what, what the, the other men and women of God, I mean, you know, Pastor Michael, Pastor, you know, Pastor Mar- you know, the, 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 uh, Sister Didi, uh, you know, the people have said at this, at this altar, uh, we all have to realize the implications of it. So every word that we hear, we need, we need to lodge that or, or chronicle it, write it down, put it in your notes or something, and then go home and say, okay, God, what does this word mean to me? Like you said, <laughs> you know, in 30 days, something's something getting ready to pop off. So how do I prepare myself for that 30-day mark? So every, every word that's, that goes out, we can't, we can't just say, oh, that was for them. And, ooh, please, don't make the mistake of trying to figure out who they were talking about when they say this and they don't put a name to it. Because the moment you start to trivialize the word, it gets attached to your file. Yeah. So don't, yeah, so when we, hear, when we hear the word of God being spoken, the, the, the prophetic word comes across, every one of us should leave here saying, okay, God, what does this word mean to me? What should, how should I respond to it? And if you want God to talk directly to you, ask him. Yeah. Ask him to talk directly to you, because he will. And, and if we talk about the, the prophetic moment, I mean, the, 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 the corporate gathering, uh, even, even there, he'll speak. And he'll speak sometimes and won't say your name. And so you got to be actively listening. And we got to, thank you, Lord. We got to rebuke this sense of narcissism in the church. We got we to rebuke this, you know, this, this, uh, this idea of self and self-aggrandizement where we, we want our name to be called. You know, we, we, you know we, we, we in Hollywood, so we tend to, you know, we bring that Hollywood idea into church. You know, we want to be highlighted. But in, 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 the, in the body of Christ, the only time God highlights somebody is because he's going to use them as an as a, as a example. Have you considered my servant Job? You know, Job, that was a prophecy. <laughs> he prophesied, Lord, the Lord prophesied to Job. He's not going to curse my name. And you can do whatever you want to do with him. Wow. Just don't touch his soul. I'm sure Job would have been like, leave my name out your mouth. I'm good. That's your question? Yes. The second question, not to monopolize, is, I mean, can you offer any tools to those of us that hear these words from God, or when we, what we all have, and almost immediately, uh, you know, you're attacked almost, almost directly against it, and it, it almost makes you feel as if you, it's, kind of zapped all of your strength, not necessarily emotion behind it, but if you've made that spiritual response, but seems as if things are happening completely opposite, and it's like you know, almost so sudden without you to even have, and I know it's common, but you know. No, that, that's, that's very common, but uh, Jesus gives us clarity in the Gospels of how to do this. He talks about the parable of the, of the sower. Uh, he says when the seed, and he has several parables of the sower, but in one, in one parable in particular, he says that that immediately after the sower sows good wheat, the enemy comes in. He's going to do one of two things. Catch this. He's either going to steal the seed out of the ground or he's going to sow tear into the ground to stifle the seed. And so in order, the practical, in order, in order to deal with that, number one, after you hear a word from God like that, Sanction all conversation and media that you consume. Give yourself at least a day. When you go into the car, you leave here, you go into the car, whatever was playing before you got in is going to start playing again. You got your Bluetooth on, it's going to start playing again. You got the radio on, it's going to start playing again. Silence the radio. You know, y- y'all know I got very real kids. So we get in the car after the first or different times. You know, they talk about everything. I'm like, hey, be quiet. Close your mouth. Just, just let's, let's, let's marinate on what God has said. That, that begins to protect the ground, the, protect the seed that was just sown into your life. 
Watch this. Don't it seem like after you hear the word of the Lord, like you're most susceptible to argument? Let me tell you why. Because the enemy wants to come in and either steal the seed or sow tear so that the tear stifles the seed. So you, you got to be on like a straight chill mode until, until you begin to feel germination. In, in other words, you begin to settle with that word and that word begins to affect your lifestyle. Like that word literally begins to affect how you talk and how you walk and, and, and how you're listening. So you, 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 ha- you have to just make up in your mind that nothing's going to steal this word. So we're not going to go back to that, that carnal conversation that we had before service. And any conversation or, or stuff that I had afterwards is going to have to come in the context of not disturbing what God is doing in my life. And if anybody in your life gets offended about that, they're probably a word assassin. And they may not even know it. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you, you, you got to be vigilant there. Don't let ungodly people bring you into foolish conversations and, you know, and, and bring in the other stuff on to you. Yeah, when you hear that word, so it don't be stolen. There it is. So it don't be stolen. We got we to gotta deal with it. Who is it? Um, so you know how you said when you hear the word, and then you know how you said when you hear the word, and you know you let it marinate, and you try to um, apply it to your life, and then there's word assassins, even if they don't know it, and if mm-hmm. you don't know it. <laughs> um, so how when I don't want to call them word assassins, but when the word assassins are so close to you, and like the relationship you have with them are so close. How do you, like, handle that? Okay, I'm going to tell you how you do this. Um, all, my, all my MOJ brothers, uh, I, I'm giving out the secret again. I didn't give it out once before. I'm going to give it out again. Oh. I told my MOJ brothers, I said, listen, you know, when you come out of here and, and, and you're and you really trying to process this stuff, and if your wife is about that rah-rah, the rah-rah. <laughs> somebody know what I'm talking about? I was like, fall to your knees and start praying. And if, and if you got a heavenly language, start speaking in tongues. I guarantee you, what anybody got to say will wait. And that's super practical. I know that's funny. Like, you could be like, well, honestly, honestly, hold on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now declaring that the word that you spoke into me will not be stolen from me. I declare that the fowler will not come to steal this word. So, Father, cancel every assignment of every word assignment, known and unknown, right now. Cancel it, Father. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Folks be like, never, never mind. I'll be, I'll be back. Seriously, I mean, like, like, and folk think it's crazy. Like, no, right there, start praying. If they can't understand this, if, you know what? Right now, I, you know, I'm, let, can we have that conversation later? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to process some stuff. Holy Spirit is speaking. Can I? Pro- no, no, no. We got to talk about this now. Start praying. They'll be like, oh, she tripping, tripping. She tripping, tripping. I have another question. Oh. Okay. And then what about, like, when you try to, like, change your whole life and live differently, but people that are super close to you and that you love so much kind of get offended by it? Do you just have to kind of not care if they leave or judge you differently because they feel like you're changing, you know? Whose destiny do you care about more, yours or theirs? Okay. I got family that share my blood right now that we don't really talk. And I'm not saying it as a badge of honor. I'm saying it is my destiny is so important. And not just like be personally, like, like if I stop doing what I'm supposed to do, like it's implication for everybody in this room. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's implication for the people that I cover that's not even in the room. And so when you decide to make a decision, and here's the thing, don't be mad that they don't understand it. Okay. Now, the best thing that I would offer you, if you really care about that relationship, bring them in and give them understanding. Try, try, try to give them understanding. Here's why I can't do X, Y, Z no more. It's not, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It got everything to do with what God is doing in my life. You can either walk with, walk with me if you want to, but we can't, we can't keep this status quo. 
So you can invite them and give them understanding. And if, if they are, you know, if they're, you know, like, no, nah, I'm good, we'll do you, then, you know, you go on and do what God has called you to do. Because uh, everybody who throws you in a pit will eventually need a plate from you. Joseph's brothers couldn't stand him. They wanted to kill him. But Judah was like, please, y'all, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in a pit, get a ram, put the blood on the coat, and let dad think he dead. And systematically, every one of them, when the famine hit their life. See, this is why God, this is why God is going to take you out of some stuff, Odyssey. And this is why, and let me tell you this, this is why you can't be mad at the people. That's why we're rebuking the spirit of frustration, because Joseph had that. And even though he was healed and delivered, he wasn't healed from that family stuff. So he still had to go. He, he, he's Zawapanea. He got a whole new name, got family and everything, got the baddest chick in Egypt. But when he seen his past, he reverted back to that little boy in the pit. So you got to deal with that. So And talk to God and your therapist. If you need one, talk to TK and Adrian. They will give you a referral. Linkage. They will help you. But some some situations God is pulling us out of, and I'm saying it because it might not just be, I know it's not just you. Some things God is pulling you out of to be the Joseph for your family, for your group. Because they, the fast, I mean, the, the famine ain't hit them yet. But because you're among a prophetic people, you've, you've, already, you've already been called out. And so now God is going to send you ahead to create a context so when their well dries up, in Canaan, and they got to go. Because remember, that's, that was the promised land, yeah. right? That's, 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 that's what was going to be great, but not now. And so be okay with isolation. You got to be really good with being with you and Jesus, you and God. Like you're, you're, You got to be okay with that. I'm just getting back to the place where I'm getting a lot of friends or more friends. I'm making more connections now. But there was a season of my life where it was just like, you know, hey. And I can't be mad. I mean, you can, but it's, it's only going to frustrate you in the process. So, yeah, you don't, you, you're not, the, if, you, if you really care about them, give them understanding, give them context. If they cool with it, then great. If not, you got to keep going. And keep your heart open to them. Because they're going to come across a famine. And you may be the place that feeds them. Make sense? That's a good question, honestly. Come on. Like daughter, like mother. So do you love them? Do you send them away like, I'm, I'm just going to cast you out? No, see, you don't. And can, I speak to, can I speak to a couple of things? Just, just two things, which you just said. Number one, um, let me, let me all, all of you anointed children, let me, you, you may have felt like you were born early. You may have felt like you got the short end of the stick, but I need you to understand that God called you to be a leader in your family. Okay? You, you won't get some of the same things that some people get. You may look for certain things from your parents. You may look for certain things. You're like, why I can't do this? Why I can't do that? Deal with the fact that God called you to deliver them. Okay? There, 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 are, <clears throat> there, are, there are certain levels of, hear me, and I mean this in all sincerity, there are certain levels of endearment that I've never had with my mother and my father. I feel, it, I feel this in the room. I need to tell you this. And it's not because I hate them or they hate me or they've been terrible to me I've been terrible to them. It's because I realize... I now, just now, in my 30s, I realized where God put me for them. And so don't, don't, you know, don't get to crying and playing the violins like, well, you know, why can't I lay on my mama and why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Some of you, you can't lay on her because you've been called to deliver her. And it could be your daddy, it could be your big sister, it could be your grandma, it could be your whoever. How are you going to be a covering to them? Because that may be what God has called you to be. So, so, so deal, with, deal with that. 
wrestle with that. And we, we want to have a conversation after church. We can. To that, you don't do nothing with them. You do everything with you. And see, I think that's, that's really why a lot of the stuff that we've heard in the spirit, we, we miss it because we immediately consider the implications for other people. So it's like, okay, now that God did, now God is doing this in my life, so who do I need to get rid of? You ain't got to get rid of nobody. If you start doing it, they're going to get rid of themselves. Psalms 1, the ungodly will not be able to stand in the congregation of the righteous. You keep fasting and praying and living and talking and being who God called you to be. You'll see real quick who's serious about that life. You ain't, you ain't got to kick nobody out of nowhere. Keep walking, keep, keep praying, and, and just start, start, start living this thing out. And the stuff that y'all normally do, you resign not to do it anymore. You will be get, people will be like, okay, right, I love you, Tiny. All right, girl. You know, yeah. It, you ain't got to send nobody away. Everybody who need to be there when the smoke clears. Hebrews 12 says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And that which remains, it is because of the will of God. Wow. That answer your question? Yes. Yeah, don't, yeah, you, you ain't got to push it. You, you know, yeah, when you hear what God is saying, don't immediately put the implications on other people. Consider you. Like, what, what about me? Where I'm at? God, what does this mean for me? So, Bishop, I want to um, break up the monotony of the questions. Because one of the things that you spoke to was uh, speaking what we heard. And even on Tuesday night, it was reiterated that we are a prophetic people, and it's time for the prophets. I don't know if you all heard like all of the, ooh, yeah, see, when, begin, when Bishop began to speak, as if you heard it too. <laughs> and so I would ask wow, that man. even during this time, wow. that you will begin to speak what you have heard. I will testify to the fact that I would keep my mouth closed just to see if someone else heard what I heard. But the only way to see if you are hearing what God has said, if you say what you heard. And so from Tuesday night, from the rest of this year, from January up until now, what have you heard? That's one of the biggest questions in this house right now. I appreciate the questions, but if we begin to speak what God has said and what we believe we have heard, it will begin to answer some of the questions. You said, what do you do on Tuesday night? It said, no, no more compromise. And if they leave, they leave. It's not you sending them away. Right? We heard the word saying, unbridle your tongue. And so these are imperatives for us. These are instructions, action steps for us that we just get to lean into the obedience and leave the consequences to God. And so in this space, in this time, know that you are a part of a prophetic people. Maybe it's something very direct, like I heard not to even start the conversation. I'll wait for the conversation to be started. That's something that I've heard. I've heard that unless there is true confession and repentance directly to that person about that direct thing, you will continue to be hindered. And so for some of us, there are spaces that we think we've gone on in that we are still there because we have not uttered out of our mouths the truth of what we have done directly to that person. And just because we're ready for the relationship to move on because in our heart we repented to God, you must now repent to them. And it may seem hard, but I stand as strength and encouragement to anyone who has to come from up underneath dirt because of what you have done. I've done it and God has saved my soul. He continues to renew me. But first, I had to confess, and I can't lie to y'all. I hear that yelling in my ear. Whatever it was that you said that you think they don't know about, whatever it is, whatever attitude that you allow to arrest the atmospheres around you that has now brought confusion and discord, you better confess it so that then there will be repentance and deliverance. These are things that I heard. Don't start the conversation. That was for me. But it may be for somebody else in this room. Let's practice speaking what we're hearing. I know we only got a little bit of time left, and there may, in fact, be questions. But what have you heard? That's my question. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I know this is going to take some time. 
I know it's going to take some time. This is, this is new. But I want you to lean into this. As uncomfortable as this is, I want you to lean into it. Because Lady K said it, and I mean it. Um, I know uh, that God is speaking to just about all of you. <laughs> Listen, I was uh, one of... One of I, I would claim him as one of my best friends. I don't know if I'm one of his best friends, but, you know, Mike and I, we were sitting down talking a couple of weeks ago, and, and he, he said, I knew exactly what to say. And I know he, 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 he'll probably tell me, no, that ain't it. But that was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> told, told him exactly what to say. You can't dismiss that. That is grace. There are people that wish they knew what to do in seasons of their life. But I am among a group of people that all you have to do is listen and the Holy Spirit tells you what to do. Wow. Don't miss this. There are people that will pay me and people like her hundreds and some even thousands of dollars just to sit with them and tell them what we hear. Crazy, right? Because there are so many people that can't hear for themselves. But if you're in this room right now and you hear what God is telling you to do, you know what to do. You are prompted by the Holy Spirit. It may, it, it may be audible or it may, it may be just a feeling. However it is communicated to you, if you know it, you have a responsibility now, sir. You have a responsibility now, ma'am. And you need to know that you are privileged and honored among men. Because you actually hear the word of the Lord. Not just because somebody preaches it to you. But because God has chosen by his design to make you one who hears his word. And so if, if you, here's the warning for the day. Do what you're told. What are you hearing? I just need two or three. <laughs> what are you hearing? Um, I just had a quick question. Um, so how do you deal with your emotions without feeling like it's constant rebelliousness? Like being like frustrated. Like just how you were saying before, like praying it down but still feeling like it's not going over rebelliousness but still feeling like you're at peace with yourself. Or what the situation, I should say. Well, that in short, um, for, for some time, most of us in here won't be at peace with ourself because ourself is the thing that needs to die. Mm -hmm. So that wrestling, that frustration is you being frustrated with you. You're frustrated with your flesh. And so the only thing that's going to that's that's solve your frustration with your flesh is the death of your flesh. Mm -hmm. What are you hearing? I want to hear what you're hearing. We're going to pray into this, but what are you hearing? What I've, Go ahead. What I've heard from this is that um, even um, in your, if you're in your feelings and feel frustrated or feel like you're going to catch a case, just to um, lean on God more even in your frustration. Okay. Um, how would you... Um, Hold on. Keisha. What are you hearing? Um, I would say one of the things that I heard um, maybe yesterday or last night, um, I know like we're getting towards the end of this year and some of us may have already stepped in some of the greater or seen glimpses of, you know, what's to come and it's a little bit of a load has been lifted and you're feeling good and you're like, okay, yes, God, I see it. And so we, we, we tend to let up a little bit off of our prayer life, our study life and we kind of just fall off a little bit, and I just heard God saying, stay vigilant, stay focused, yeah. don't fall off, don't let up, because the last few weeks of this month, of this year, is going to determine how you finish it, it's going to determine how the next year starts, and if you want to continue to walk into the goodness that God has been showing you, the glimpses, you have to continue to stay on it, stay vigilant, stay focused, and not let up. That's good, that's good, stay vigilant. 
how, don't miss what she said, how you end this year will set the course of your next year. They were back there. Um, two years ago, I heard that there would be a lot of death. I heard that there would be a lot of transition. And I heard that it's going to be, whatever is going to happen is going to be big and it will cost everything. And as time has progressed with each night of prayer, each night of prophecy, it's been echoed. And I guess my personal struggle is what do you do when you're not confident or completely certain in the voice that you hear or those urgings that you feel? Because this is something that I heard a very long time ago. And I told, like, my siblings about it. And I said, I have this strong feeling like that. I just need to save a lot of money. Like, I haven't been wasting anything. I haven't been spending anything. I haven't been um, frivolous with my time or any of my resources. Or I should say, been doing my best not to be because of what I've heard. But now it just seems like it's all closing in and it's being confirmed everywhere that I go. So when you hear that voice or when God speaks to you in whatever way he chooses to speak to you, how do you um, gain that confidence or that certainty to know, yes, this is him? You try the spirit by the spirit. Just say it. Say it. Just like Paul, Paul with Gamaliel. Uh, Paul went, 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 I mean, well, Peter and Gamaliel, they said, he said, listen, if they be of God, I mean, if they're fake, they're going to die like everybody else. But if they are of God, I don't want to be opposing God. Try the spirit by the spirit. Just say it. Say it. Keep, keep declaring it. If it's stick, it's God. If it's not, go here again. But you got to say it. You have to say what you hear God saying. Back here. Here, then back here. Here, then back here. What are you hearing? On Tuesday, um, Dr. Fisher said that you open your mouth um, or you will die. Um, so speak or you will die. And so... Um, I've been dreaming, I've been wrestling with um, a person that I work with. Um, I didn't know she had a brother, but long story short, God told me to tell her that we need to cover her brother in prayer because he's going to get shot. And so the dream was three times, didn't tell her. On Friday, connecting a call, I ended up getting her on my phone. And I'm like, who is this? She's like, Didi, it's Bree. I'm like, okay. She's like, you just DM'd me. So long story short, I tell her the vision that I had, and she said, little do you know, like, my brother has been shot out several times, but he lives his life as if he's untouchable. And so in that moment, um, kind of speaking to what Danielle is saying, is don't allow your disobedience, or you not speaking to be someone else's cause of their death. I spoke, I gave, she gave the word to her brother. Whatever he chooses to do with it, that's on them. And so for me, it's more so now, Didi, be okay with knowing that you know that you know God. And what he shows you is real. But if I don't speak, then it could be somebody else's death. Yeah, you're, 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 you're not speaking. It could, be, it could be the difference between somebody being saved and somebody not being saved. A word, a word of warning as it relates to somebody's death is not necessarily a death sentence. It is a warning. So you don't have to die when you get a word that you're going to die. Nineveh teaches us that. What you do in response to that word will determine whether that happens or not. Nineveh hears it, they respond. So if you don't say it, they don't have the opportunity to respond. Over here, Kena. Um, a scripture that I have been hearing repetitively um, is Isaiah 119, it, which please. says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Um, and then also partner with 1 Corinthians 6 and 12, which says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Um, and that just speaks to a lot of the times, um, you know, for me personally, I used to feel like if I wasn't in sin, what I would consider sin, I was okay. And the Lord would give me specific instructions um, and I would not necessarily be obedient because to me, I'm like, I'm not in sin, but you know, I'm not doing some of the things that I used to do. And so coming from that place of, okay, you're not there anymore, but now you have to be obedient and not only don't do the things that you used to do, but do what he's instructing you to do. Um, and like the Bible says, we will eat the good of the land if we're willing and obedient. Um, yeah. That's good, Michelle. 
That's good. That's good. That's good, Mijan, for real. Go. What I hear the Spirit saying for months here is God is aligning, aligning the body. And we have to be in alignment with the will of what the Spirit is saying and what it is doing. And what I'm noticing is we are not coming out of our flesh. So she asked a question, what are you hearing the Spirit say? And the Spirit is saying your time of accountability is here. There is no more playing church. The session is over for playing. Accountability has met its time. He can preach every week. He can preach every week, teaching everything. All the prophetic that has gone through here, and we hoop and we holler and we dance well, and we leave here, and we do not apply it to our everyday living. This is not a Sunday journey. This is an eternal journey. And we are at a place of accountability. That's what I hear the Spirit saying. We're going to move into this. We're going to move into this. I'm going to pray this. And I want this to begin to germinate. I want these conversations to begin to continue. And we're going to, we're going to do some more sessions like this. I know it's very uncomfortable. But we're going we're gonna to lean into some sessions like this because I believe the word of the Lord is among us. You hear me? The word of the Lord is among us. And I charge you by the living God, if you hear the Lord say something, you better say something. Say something. Don't wait to get to church to say it. You say it when you get it. You say it when you hear it. If it's a word of action, you respond. I want to read this in your hearing again, and I want us to begin to, if, if, you, if you can, connect with, uh, uh, connect, connect with your, uh, somebody close to you. Let's begin to just pray together as I begin to say this. Listen to me. So now listen to me, children. Those who live by my ways will find true happiness. Pay attention to my guidance. Dare to be wise. And do not disregard my teachings. The one who listens to me will carefully seek me in everyday things and delays action until my ways is apparent. The one who finds true happiness. For when he recognizes and follows me and finds a peaceable way and satisfying life and receives favor from the eternal. But heed my warnings. The one who goes against me will only hurt himself. To all who despise me are playing with fire and courting death. So Father, in the name of Jesus, amplify your voice in our ears and strengthen our recall Strengthen our recall. Give us the strength to hear and respond to your word. Father God, some of you, some of us are being talked to for others. And so give us a boldness to speak what we have heard. Even as I am prompting the people, Father God, I pray that you would engage us in this exercise so that we will begin to, 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 to rehearse what we have heard so that we can live it in our life. Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that there will be no more just service as usual in this house. That there will be no more just life as usual in our homes. Father God, I pray you amplify the tension. So that it will be unavoidable to have a conversation. Amplify the awkwardness. So that the elephants will no longer be avoided. Father God, I pray right now that you will bring it all to the surface. So that it can be dealt with. So that we can deal with it, acknowledge it, speak to it, 
and overcome it. For your word declares that we only overcome by the blood of the lamb, hallelujah, and by the word of our testimony. So grant us the grace to testify concerning the things we are hearing and seeing in the spirit. Give us the proper course of action. And we declare these things to be done and it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Don't dismiss this. Don't dismiss what God has done. Were you blessed by the message you just heard? If so, please leave a review so others can glean from the lessons you learned. And if you would like to help us continue ministry, feel free to give at hvcla.com. We love you, family.